talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking Shop, presented by Anchor. This is episode 122. I'm your host, Bobby Hall. And with me, as always, that's Dylan Savage and Joe the Greek. My guys, how are we doing this week? What's going on, Bobby? What's going on, Joe? Another beautiful week for TSP. Uh, Absolutely. You guys got to get down on payload on, on Call of Duty. That's you keep talking about this, line. man. I don't even know what it's about at all. Uh, uh, what's what it's more do? of a battlefield style game on Call of Duty, so it's like okay. a nice mix. Pretty neato. It's yeah, attached you to had a defender attack uh, these two convoys of trucks from point A to point B. Um, there's checkpoints along the way, but it's nice, man. It's a quick, quick paced game. You're good. You get a lot of kills. Twenty plus, easy. I see. I see like stats, nice. man. Yeah, I might have to. Uh... Jump in, man. Uh, I've been going crazy on Madden. Just been playing the shit out of that. I've been actually grinding out online uh, this week. It's uh, it's it's been tough, man. It, defense this year. It's I, I don't know what it is, but like if any kind of zone defense you're on there, it's it's tough to get anything stopped. So I'm, I'm still trying to get that mixed up. So my record's only like nine and five online. So nothing too spectacular, but um, been rolling on that, but. Uh, I'm interested to see what that's about. I was watching Dr. Disrespect uh, Courage play uh, the beta for um, the new Call of Duty, and it looks pretty looks pretty cool. Uh, I can't wait to have that MP40 back in my life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Hopefully I can get that, uh, that extendo clip and just start blasting for 20 minutes straight, man. Let's go. But, uh, yeah, a lot of gaming. I got uh, this past Wednesday, I got tubes and stitches taken out, which that – fucking sucked but uh, i'm glad it's over and then well, you don't want to do that again man no well the way he did it is just i, I can still I, i'm getting ptsd just thinking about it but he just walked <laughs> right in the parking in lot? And didn't even just like he didn't even fucking just say all right here we go on a count of three he just came in and just fucking did what he had to do and it was <laughs> i mean he probably the best way you, to do it like, because <laughs> on to the next would have been like all right on the count of three then i probably would have tensed up and He's not you. He's probably like, this dude's a big fella. We'll just rip him out. Yeah. Oof, I, I feel like, like that's I what they, got 11 that's more they have to go. teach him, man. That's what they yeah, teach these doctors. But... I got my tooth pulled, and they did it on kind of two. Like, all right, all right <laughs> on, on three, one, <laughs> two. It's like, damn. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's probably just the best way to do it, just when you're not necessarily kind of prepared or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's um, got one, that two. done, and then he gave me gave me the paper saying September 20th when I can finally go back to work. So. About three weeks to go, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be back rolling. So, other than that, it's been been a chill week. Like I was telling you guys, pre-production. I, I just finished um, the 2000s comedy 
movie bracket that will be starting um, probably Monday. And um, it's a banger, man. I uh, I didn't realize how many like movies came out from like 2000, 2010. Like it's it's insane. And um, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. But I already know I'm gonna get shit because what I like I said what I do is I'll get all the you know movies on there, and then obviously I'm not gonna do seating because it take me fucking 20 years to try to do a seating for 140 movies. Plus, then that'd be the next thing people would debate about. Like, I can't be like if you made such and such movie a two seed, it should be a fucking eight seed. But so I don't do any seating. I just randomize it. And then, of course, sure enough, with this many movies, you're going to end up having some some tough uh, matchups out the gate. One of them being Dodgeball and Nacho Libre is going to be a first-round matchup. Dodgeball. Which, um, I That's love not both even those be movies close. a lot, but I think um, I think Dodgeball probably is. I think Dodgeball is more one, popular but... than Nacho oh, Libre. Yeah. Even though Nacho Libre is dope. Now, this I, is I my question. It was did kind you, of a cult classic. Did you attach sense. multiple movies from series, or did you kind of just group it as like... Yeah, there's um, I got the first ah. three scary movies. Beyond that, I was like, that's why there's that. a lot of them. The rest yeah. of them are just not even worth being considered. I got the three Jackass movies. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you just did Jackass the whole? I have the last two um, Friday movies. The first one obviously was in the nineties. Um, and like Barbershop, Barbershop Two. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of uh, Rush Hour. I almost two forgot about those movies. There's a yeah. There's a, there's a couple that people are gonna be like, holy fuck, I haven't seen this in forever, and, and uh, probably go go back and watch some of these. But like, I'm probably gonna, well, I got the time. But it's gonna be a fun one. I can't wait for that. A lot, of, a lot of nostalgia for sure. Like Joe said, there's gonna be a lot of movies that I probably forgot about. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. completely. Yep. Um, there has to be a lot of Chris Farley movies as well in there that I'm gonna forget about that I've definitely watched. No man, he he, uh, 90s, he man. died in '97, unfortunately. No. So there won't be any, any. There's gonna be a lot of Will Ferrell. There's gonna be a lot of um, all the dudes That's... from like fucking Knocked Up and Superbad and all those all those movies. What Jonah a time to That's true. Damn, '97, yeah. unbelievable. It's gonna be very. There's gonna be a well, lot like of what? Will Ferrell. Three in '97. Yeah. Oh, you probably what two? Three. Oh really? You were born ninety four? I guess it depends when he died. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, or else there probably would be at least in the early two thousands. What a legend, though! What a legend. Hundred percent. Tommy Boy is still one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, oh, definitely. My week though <laughs> is pretty fucking sporadic. Got a lot done. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. Uh, we didn't know that you had to go. Yeah. Even like. Even further down south for a <laughs> wedding, man. Yeah, that must it was be for one of her friends, huh? Because I don't know anybody you're friends with down there. It was her side of the family, is more specifically oh, her okay. mom's side of the family. There, uh, first time meeting them. Um, they're definitely like it's like, I from my point of view, it's like we never did like big things with family and stuff like that. So it's like it's kind of cool to see in a different perspective of like a tight knit family. Um, they're just grilling up some shit and. Um, we actually wanted to go because we're just not cabin people whatsoever. We had a bad experience in our cabin. Didn't like it whatsoever. Um, there was no AC, no internet. Well, there was a router for Wi-Fi, but it said that there was going to be a password on the back of the router, which there was nothing to be found. So um, used my hotspot for what it was worth, and that kind of went out and didn't really work as planned. My laptop didn't want to connect to it um, as because you apparently you need Wi-Fi to connect your hotspot. 
your device, which makes no sense because you use hotspot because you have no Wi-Fi. But nonetheless, I uh, got a new phone this week as well. Finally upgraded from the iPhone 8 to the 12 Pro. So That's great news. That's big news, actually, man. It's night and day as far as like yeah. speed and just quality of photos. I've been already taking a bunch of photos of the girls, and they're just very photogenic. and always. I feel bad, man. I've thrown away better phones than you upgraded to, or from, I should say. Like, I've yeah, thrown I away mean, better shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time, man. Yeah, it, yeah. The iPhone eight was about four years ago, I believe. I got it. Um, I think it was Oof. just. It was right when I moved to Florida. Yeah, and and really, that's like in phone, phone years is probably longer than dog years. Yeah, there's like ten really? phones, ten iPhones that were released after that. Like ten years to one year, it seems like sometimes, especially when it comes right. to like iPhones. Yeah, it is. The but they, the whole yeah, like the week, that shit. The, the wedding experience was. I mean, it was a quick wedding. I started raining. But my experience was more so just like, I don't like being off the grid whatsoever. When you have no cell service, it's like <laughs> yeah. the vulnerability that you feel. And just like, what if you, it's an SOL situation, man. You're, you're, there's emergency. You can, by that statement alone, I know you don't carry a gun. You, you got to start making some smoke so someone can see it from the air or something. Because it's like. Nah, you'll be all right. All you need the, is a gun. Well, it's probably our fault we arrived there so late because it was about like 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time there. So uh, we arrived, and since there's no cell service, there's no GPS, we got the key from the office. They just dropped it in the plastic mailbox they had there. Got it in the directions. It wasn't an address. It was literally like, it may as well have been 10 paces to the north. Yeah, turn follow left. the fork in <laughs> the yeah. road. Seriously. Yeah. It's That's all awesome. man-made. Like the directions, remember, uh, I think it was from the office when... Um, <laughs> Dwight was trying to tell him how to get to his like farmhouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, something like that. It is. It might as well have been just that like does that. sound pretty bad, man. Yeah, it was. It was man-made. Did, they, did they not tell you either? Like when you booked this thing, they didn't like share what um what what it didn't and didn't have. So in the fine print, yeah, we noticed in fine print after the fact. Like it, there's obviously cancellation fees once you already uh, reserve and everything like that. So. In the fine print, it does say there's no, like, TV, AC, but there is Wi-Fi and stuff like that. But they did have AC. It was, like, a small, like, unit, ground unit. And, uh, I mean, it was terrible because it just blew warm air. (laughs) So, it's like, we just turned that shit off. Jeez. Was Um, it at least, like, cheap, I hope? Yeah, it was just only, like, it was, like, 99 a night. So. What? I mean, I guess you kind of get what you pay for there. Like, $300 damage deposit I hope we get back so we only stayed uh, that I one night like, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, there's wait, motels hope. out there hope. that you could have probably had a better no hotels he said he hopes to get back what did you do there's like only ca- it, it, was, it was literally only cabins it was cabin central no hotels no motels it's like on a mountain there fans at least dude, yes. I can't if yes. there, I would be miserable I wouldn't have got anything there was electricity at least so barely we, we did have fans we had to I on a full blast okay. I would have fucking Brought my box fan straight up, but yeah, man, it was just—it wasn't a good. It made it, if it was just me and Jen, then we would have made it just fine. Uh, it would have been uncomfortable, obviously, just for the humidity aspect and weather. But just having also two little girls with you and trying to maintain their um, emotions and just uncomfortability is—it was, was a lot to take in. So we just ended up leaving um, after the wedding and reception and stuff like that. Got home about eleven eleven thirty at night. Not too bad. Got great sleep though under our own roof. That's what's up, man. Good. That sounds Glad like you a made it back, room. all right. <laughs> Glad you're back in civilization, AC, all that, all that, uh, all that good stuff. Um, 
I'm glad you were able to make it back in time to record today because, I mean, we've I'm kind excited. of been on a nice little roll lately. Um, been getting a lot of great responses and messages about really the last three episodes. Uh, everyone's really loved, obviously, Allie and Todd's episode. Um, and then I, I, I um, who reached out to me about Nick's? Because that one kind of, we, we didn't actually even have time to really, like, put that one out there, really. So I think um, those people that, have us subscribed on on um apple or spotify i think they realized they got the, the bonus episodes so um but yeah I'm, I'm excited to keep that one rolling and is are we is trevor we got him set for next week or what's i can talk that? to him more than likely he is an open book ready for that weekend um but i'll, I'll, okay. I'll definitely confirm that date with him he is ready to go any point in time so let's get that set up um and then i think we'll have uh Three more after that, maybe even just two, and then the last week just be you know us three. We'll figure it out, but um, kind of see the finish line for season four. So we're gonna keep it going strong, especially this week. Uh, another awesome guest. This is another person that uh, we've been trying to uh, set up a date with for for quite a while, but um, schedules kind of intertwined and stuff. But we finally made it happen, and uh, today we have Jace Vincent on with us today. Jace, welcome to Talking Shop. Appreciate you giving us some of your time. I know. Uh, limited so we're very thankful for that man how you doing well, i'm doing great no thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate it yeah absolutely man so um i'm really excited about this and um we had uh we had your brother on about i don't know a little over a year ago and that's a lot of people's favorite episodes um and that was a fun one that was kind of around the time that like the pandemic first was, was rolling in so we had a fun conversation with him shout out to joe and um yeah, I knew we had, we had to try to get you on as well. So, how uh, how are things going out your way, man? Uh, not too bad. Um, actually, in uh, Idaho Falls, Idaho, uh, sitting in a hotel room, uh, in the middle of a nine game road uh, or nine game road trip. So, um, just trying to uh, keep this baseball dream alive as much as I can. Um, you know, just keep on get into the next day and keep on working hard and um, hopefully an opportunity arises and just kind of keep on keeping those to the grindstone and keep on moving forward. So I like that. Um, before we get into anything, I got to ask is, is Iowa what we all picture <laughs> as far as like, <laughs> is it just all cornfields and just whatever, or is it actually like pretty, pretty booming I'm in, out there? I'm in uh, Idaho. Idaho, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, my fault. Okay, yeah. well, even more so <laughs> yeah. is, is Idaho kind of what I'm picturing as far as like, are there straight countrysides and potatoes everywhere? Yeah, is, I is... mean, <laughs> yeah, you got you got <laughs> a few major cities. Um, you got Boise, Idaho, um, where I'm based out of this summer, and then Idaho Falls, which is a smaller town. But the four hours that it takes to get there is all cornfields, or actually all potato fields, if you want to say that. Oh, man. Okay, that was gonna be my follow up. <laughs> so yeah, everything's just potato, potato centric. Yeah, is there any like weird uh, like potato museums or something that they got around? Uh, I feel like that's seen, something. I haven't seen one yet. Um, no. Actually, we just got to uh, yesterday. Um, they have a something called a Yellowstone Bear World. So you guys remember Tiger King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show Tiger King with all the tigers in that in the sanctuary. Yeah, so uh, they have a bear sanctuary here in Idaho Falls <laughs> that we went and checked out. Um, it was actually a pretty pretty eventful day. They had like a petting zoo and um, stuff like that, but it was actually pretty neat. Over fifty bears. They had elk and um, 
um, what else? They had bison and a couple others, but it was a, it was actually a pretty neat experience. It just sucks for those animals that are in there. Yeah, is there a um, a bear king of sorts? Is there some like main guy that's out there running running the show? Or you know, the bear king didn't make an appearance, but I'm assuming he's <laughs> he's around here somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, I can't. That you see that documentary? Wild and the like. Tiger King, understatement. Absolutely. I'm queer as a three dollar bill. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, popped off at a really great time though. I mean, like we were all in. Oh a yeah, dude. Shut down, lockdown situation, and there's nothing yeah. but just Netflix, Netflix surfing. played that one very yeah. well. Hundred percent. That was. Uh, that's all you heard about for about three, four weeks there. He's still in my brain. He's still in jail. <laughs> oh. Just right back here. All the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, dude. It's my um, inner voice now. It's not. Uh, well, I hope hope that doesn't lead you down a, a bad path. But uh, we'll, um, I guess we'll just start from the beginning, man. I mean, we all got questions. And like I told you in pre-production, uh, it's kind of um, a little confusing to me. Somebody that's, uh, I wouldn't even call myself a part-time baseball watcher, but... Um, like the minor league, uh, how that how that's all like intertwined now. But um, just to kind of start out, you know, back in the day, um, like when did you kind of realize baseball? Like that's that's what you wanted to do, or were you were you like a multi sport athlete in school too, or was baseball kind of your main focal point? Yeah. So back in high school, I was a three sport athlete for the first two years. Um, played football until I was a sophomore, and then played basketball until my junior year. Um, but yeah, I mean, baseball just kind of started out when I was younger. Um, I was always a bigger kid, taller kid. Um, seemed like I was always stronger than everybody else and for my age. Um, so it was kind of a perfect sport for me to get into. And, and it, I wouldn't say that I had a dream when I was younger to go play baseball at, at the Division One level or at Michigan. Um, honestly, my dream was to go play football at Michigan um, when I was a little kid. Um, but growing up, obviously, uh, I would say the sport kind of chooses you and I was a bigger kid, um, threw the ball hard and I had many conversations with my dad and my family and they're like, Hey man, like this is what you want to do. Then this is probably the, the avenue that you should take. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's try it out. So, um, yeah, I went into high school, three sport athlete, um, Loved football, was a third-string quarterback. I was awful, but I absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> I just loved being out there on Friday nights. Um, uh, but what I continued to play, just had some um, some fall, some off-season baseball things that I wanted to take care of that actually happened in the fall. And the coach just wasn't too open for, of me doing that. So kind of had to do my do what was – my priority there but um yeah and then in high school I was fortunate enough to one um get offered to go play at the University of Michigan and two uh, um get drafted by the Texas Rangers um which was a super cool experience and didn't think that it was possible um I even um went into my senior year and 
I've been hearing some things and, and then the senior year, my senior year fall, I kind of had a couple meetings with uh, teams from the Oakland A's, um, the Rangers, um, the Cubs, the Royals, the Padres. They said, Hey, this is a real thing. Oh shit. Um, and so that, that, that played into my decision of not playing <laughs> oh. basketball. <laughs> that played in my decision, not playing basketball that season, uh, my senior year. Sure. Um, which was definitely a hard decision. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, just been a crazy ride and super thankful for everything that's happened. And honestly, it wouldn't change anything for what's been going on so far. So yeah, it's been a crazy ride. Respect, man. man. Um, yeah, we'll bump it back a little bit. Cause yeah, we gotta, we definitely have to show a lot of love, uh, to coach Wilker who just based, who just recently decided to, to hang him up after like 35, 40 seasons, which is insane. And if you're from really the Ohio area itself, not just Northwest Ohio, you've definitely probably heard the name because um, as far as baseball and really he was, he was an awesome um, football coach. That's that's kind of where I had my experiences with him. But um, m- most known for his baseball career, um, coaching career, uh, is one of the best to do it. And um, it's, uh, it's good. I'm, I'm glad to see he's riding off in the sunset, get to kind of enjoy himself. And he definitely deserves it. Uh, he's been, he, he, um, he's a scary man at times. I think, I think most people, whoever, um, played under him know that, uh, he's a fantastic coach, but man, if you piss that guy off, uh, you're going to have a really bad day. But, um, I figured I'd, uh, kind of ask, you know, um, what coach Wilker meant to you. And I, I know he definitely, as far as where you're at today and kind of being able to, to even get to, to Michigan and, and, um, beyond, he was definitely a big key in that, but, uh, yeah, man, what uh, what Coach Booker uh, mean to you in your, your baseball career? I mean, the biggest thing is, is you can kind of see it the first first time you're around him. He's He cares way more about everybody else than he does himself. And that's one thing that I think everybody can kind of take from, even if you've never played for him. Um, he's always asking questions and about everybody else. Um, but, you know, I mean, playing for him, he uh, – did some questionable things when we were in baseball. Like I'm not like in bat in practice and made us do some things. We're like, what the hell are we doing this for? You know, like, like why are we sitting out here in 25 degree weather shoveling the warning track when it's going to melt tomorrow? You know, um, <laughs> like what are we doing? Um, but you know, like after, after you get out of there and you can, you kind of look back on it. Um, all those are life lessons. And he knew that. Um, he knew he knew what he was doing, and um, anytime anybody questioned it in that moment, he just kind of shrugged it up, shrugged it off. He never really got disappointed, just because he knew in a couple years you'll realize why he was doing everything. And that was one of the cooler experiences because, actually, fortunate enough, I actually got to coach with him last year at Lake. Um, nice. I was a pitching coach, um, well, for the varsity team, and him doing the same things that he was doing when I was in high school. And when my brother and you were in high school, um, it was really cool to see from a coach's perspective and yeah. just kind of be like, yep, you guys are going to know in a couple of years, you'll know what this means to you. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's just a great guy all around and um, means a lot to, means a lot to everybody. It means a lot to Lake high school and, Frankly, it just means a lot to baseball. 
That's like the well, biggest. Thing. I mean, that's got to be uh, sorry, Dylan. Um, that's got to be more special now, knowing that you coached with him in his last season. So uh, that's gonna be got to be that's awesome really cool. to uh, be able to look back on that from uh, you know in the future and, and and whatnot. But sorry, Dylan, go ahead. No, no problem. I, I was just saying the big, biggest thing that like in anyone who played any type of high school sports um, growing up, like the biggest thing that it teaches you is just how to conquer and overcome adversity. And that's like cool things that coaches throw in there. They do have their own ways of doing it, but it all comes out to the same outcome of um, conquering and uh, overcoming adversity in life in any kind of situation. Yeah, it was, I mean, he's he's done some really cool things and um we talk about having pride for who we are and, and what we were able to do and being thankful and, and grateful for being able to play baseball. And um, those are all some a very, a couple of the lessons that he's taught us. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any other high school baseball coach to play for, for, for four years. That's for damn sure. 100%. Shout out uh, again to, to coach Wilker. Um, the uh, well-deserved uh, retirement and hopefully everything goes well but uh we'll kind of jump um in, into the college years i guess because i know i'm assuming it probably didn't matter who came up to you with any kind of offer after michigan offered you there's probably no chance of you going anywhere else i'm assuming huh uh no obviously uh, i think you know i grew up a michigan fan my whole family was a michigan fan um so yeah i mean um it kind of the whole recruiting process kind of sparked out of nowhere um, started after my junior year I went out to a or uh, went out to a tournament at or showcase at actually Ohio State and ended up hitting some really good numbers um, and a week after that University of Toledo brought me in and they offered me and a week after that I got a call from Michigan coaches and actually they called my dad because I was in school and my dad called me and goes, Hey, Michigan's on the phone. What do you want to do? I said, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll what it is. It's probably just an answer for you. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, but it was, I mean, that was my, my dream school. Um, always wanted to go there. Obviously wanted to play football there, but you know, but yeah, it was just a really cool experience. And um, unfortunately, I mean, there's some other teams that tried to sneak in from after I committed to kind of uh, see if they could bribe me to go their way. But um, I always wanted to go to Michigan. Great place. Hell yeah, man. So, um, so I got to ask too, because like you said, your whole family, they've always been Michigan fans. I, I know that. And then your older brother, Joe, he gets hmm. the opportunity to go to school at Ohio State, which, you know, you do what you do. But then he also started cheering for Ohio State for football and stuff. I mean, how did, how did that uh, affect things back home? And I know that uh, had to be a real real crazy uh, 180 turn there for him and you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, he's he, totally, he totally switched over. He's his own person. He's his own yeah, person. Yeah. He does whatever the hell he wants anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I mean, I think if we're going to look down and look at it like from a realist, realistic perspective, I think he made the right decision and what he wanted to do and, and right, things right. like that. I think he took it a little bit too far cheering for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could have just went to school there. Right. I was surprised. Time, and then come back. 
Um, but no. I mean, at least he went there. You know what I mean? It gives him a reason. Oh, hey. Yeah, I mean, I, put him in a, I mean, look where he's, what he's doing today. He's, he's, he's alum. kicking ass, so definitely put him in, in a good spot. Plus, I think um, kind of be tough to, to be repping still for Michigan, I guess, while you're deep That's down in point. Columbus. But, yeah, man, <laughs> when he started kind of switching up. I mean, I was cool. I'm a Ohio State fan, so, hey, welcome. But I just was like, damn. Your brother and dad are got to be like, he got into the going on. He went undercover <laughs> yeah. and he never came out. Yep. I mean, we all understand it. We, we know what um, he's and... Right, right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, So I'm assuming, I mean, why you played your uh, baseball up in Michigan, you had to have, even, I mean, you probably went there before, even beforehand, but were you able to catch some, some games and stuff inside the big house while you went to school? Because that's, even being a Ohio State fan, I mean, that's, and I know that's got to be an experience to be able to to watch some games there, hundred thousand people. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a, a surreal experience. Um, obviously, you go to games when you're younger, and um, that's one thing. But when you get to go and sit in a student section for four years and with 110 plus fans, and that is just an unreal experience. Um, but yeah, we're actually. I was actually fortunate enough on one of my um, recruiting visits, went to the Michigan Notre Dame game, the night game, that Ooh. set the yeah. all time all time attendance Ooh. record at Michigan. That was a super cool experience. I think that was Michigan's first night game too, uh, ever in their history. I remember that man. Yeah, that, that was, was, really that was cool. a banger, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, we'll, we'll keep it going, but I, I got to get your thoughts too. Being a Michigan guy, what um. What are your thoughts on Harbaugh, man? I mean, do you want him to stay around? I mean, it's kind of been, I don't know, mediocre, I guess. And that, like I said, it probably comes off as kind of like let's, there's really no one else out there. So what can you do? But what what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I'm going to try. I'm just going to try and be as real as possible. Um, <laughs> I don't think, as long as he's the head coach, I don't think that we're going that Michigan is going to have a successful year. And by successful year, I mean – beating Ohio State, making it to a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I think that Harbaugh is a great coach. Um, I think that he has a lot of great players that are on the, on the team. I think that he takes too much a little bit of the NFL perspective when it comes into college, expecting everybody to just come in there and do their job without any development. And I think that's a poor way to coach a football team. Um, I mean, you look at Ohio State, you look at their depth. I mean, that's ridiculous. The last four or the last, I don't even know how many years, their backups have, are now in the NFL. I mean, it's like Michigan hasn't done that that's in a while. You know, like yeah. um, just the development part on Michigan's side, I think that obviously it comes from the top, has to. Um, I think that could be – majorly improved upon and i think that's on harbaugh so i think as long as he is there there won't be any any seasons to cheer for yeah because you got to think too um like one of their best receivers in the last few years was donovan peoples jones and he goes in the sixth round and now yeah. he's kind of shaping up michigan didn't use like him right. diamond in the rough for the browns he's, he's uh really starting to come up come alive there and uh, i really like what we're seeing over there um I think Urban I mean, Meyer. A lot of good Urban Meyer likes to be, uh, you know, a little bit of a petty, petty ass. But he was basically saying, like, if I would have coached, you know, 
Peoples Jones over Ohio State, he would have been probably second, third, fourth rounder instead of falling down in the sixth. So, yeah, I think and honestly, you're right, I man. believe that. Yeah. I believe that. You see, sure. like, you did yeah, mention I mean, Ohio Jones State's is, depth. Is all I mean, there's else, so many so. that have played for Michigan. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yep. There's so many good players that just kind of get weeded out and don't even get a shot because yep. they're at Michigan. And that's why you see a lot of top prospects out of high school don't even want, don't even take a second look at Michigan. But yeah, that is wild to say, is. man. Just <laughs> hey, look at where they used to be before, like, mid-2000s. You mentioned Ohio State's depth. There's like their quarterback competition alone. Like whoever wins the starting job for Ohio State, the other guy is going to be starting somewhere else, regardless in that uh, transfer portal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's no deep, man. <laughs> then you even going further beyond that. Like obviously Alabama, like Nick Saban, all the stuff they're doing there. Like, I mean, they just basically run the draft now. So you see their names. Yeah, no kidding. All the place. So yeah, man, you're, you're right. It just uh, it kind of falls down uh, on the staff there. So. We'll see, because yeah, I mean, they still Michigan still gets some some tremendous athletes. Just gotta see what he can do with them. But um, before we move on to like into the draft stuff, I mean, did you guys have any questions about his, his college days or baseball? I mean, you guys know you guys have yeah. general baseball questions too, so <laughs> feel free to chime in. That that just I listen. do, <laughs> that I do, Bobby. Um, I did have a couple questions here. Uh, I'll start off with this one. You said you were a uh, multi-sport athlete in high school. Do you contribute that multi-sport and gaining all those different abilities that the other sports give you? Uh, do you contribute that to your success in baseball? Uh, I think so. I mean, um, as a pitcher, you don't really get to do a lot of things that other baseball players get to do. Right. Um, I think on the football field, being in a, um, being a quarterback and being – on defense, playing defense, going through football practices, I think that's definitely um, helped me out with my athletic ability. Um, same thing with on the basketball court. Um, I mean, the things that we can do or that we did then in basketball, um, I think that's extremely helpful. Yeah, it's extremely helpful for me as a pitcher and how it's developed me uh, physically and mentally, for sure. 100%. Because I, I would also agree with you because I was – uh, track and football basically through high school and I always contributed track to like my gain of agility and speed and hip flexors and just mobility in that sense to translate it to the football season which to me is basically my baseball in your sense um, didn't really pan out you know I wasn't I'm not uh, the stature college D1 was looking for but that's okay uh, <clears throat> other than that being a pitcher as you mentioned um do you ever have the fear because like you're right there on the mound and they're smoking the ball? Like, have you been hit before in the past? Do you have that fear in the back of your mind to be hit? Because I'm pretty sure Bobby oh, yeah. um, and myself, though Chris Bassett, who we had on previously before uh, for the Oakland A's, got smoked um, recently, and uh, I, I did not get an update on that yet. But I believe he's okay and he was conscious. Thank God. Yeah. First off, that was a super scary situation. Right. Um, Especially yeah, right when it happened in the unknown when nobody was – everybody was kind of like, oh, shit, what's going on? And is he good? Um, but thank God he's okay and um, looks like he's going to make a full and healthy recovery. But That's um, great news. No, I've not been hit like that. Um, <laughs> uh, thank God. That's but, good, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think – that's a, I think that's something that every pitcher thinks about. I mean, especially with this new day and age of everybody hitting the ball harder and MLB changing the balls and um, to make make it more enjoyable for the fans because there's going to be more home runs and runs scored. Um, 
I mean, we've, I mean, we have talks in the locker room now of like, oh shit, dude, like, what if this happened? You know, like, what if, what if there was, I mean, it's just like, it's scary situations that we all talk about and we all hope to God never happens. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, to kind of go off what you said, I, I believe they said that he, he ended up getting surgery, like some sort of maybe or, orbital, but it seems like yeah, he's gonna make a full recovery. But I think he'll be out for a little while, and that sucks too, because like for a while there, man, I think he had a really decent shot at, at the Cy Young, but I think missing some starts is gonna yeah. kind of <laughs> flush that down, which really sucks because he's he was rolling, man. But most mm-hmm. importantly, it's just good that uh, he, he he was okay and gonna make it out all right. Yeah, for sure. My other question would picture, be Oh. Oh no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No. Uh oh. Say so as a pitcher, uh, how do you feel about that Randy Johnson bird? Do you think that's feasible in your life? <laughs> All I'm saying is if you're a bird, I wouldn't run in front of my fastball. Hell yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> that was a crazy ass thing that happened. That was and I do feel sorry for the bird. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, had to be a I mean, triple digits. 100 miles an hour? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Just blurry it, the bird. <laughs> well, I'll be honest why I even looked that up. Right. Your mustache gave me Randy Johnson vibes. So I'm like, you know, what's Randy Johnson doing right now? So I Google him. And, like, that's the first thing that shows up. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he blew that bird into smithereens. That was crazy. <laughs> He was great, man. He's a he's a southpaw too, which I, I love that. I gotta always show love yeah. southpaws. But um, what well, I was one thing ask, I, I go ahead, man. Sorry, you keep uh, <laughs> getting, you keep stepped on, Dylan. You go ahead. That's all right. It's all right. I I wanted to ask because I don't watch baseball as much and or at all for that matter, except for the Indians. But they just been not that great this year. Um, so it's kind of boring to watch in that spec, but it's always great to go live to baseball. Like baseball is one of those things. Like seeing it live is just much better than almost on TV. And I think that is what's super unique about baseball because you can almost say the opposite for the other sports that exist. Um, but there was, I think it was a few months ago, but I believe it was this year, that there's this whole thing going on with MLB and spider tack with pitchers. Is that is that a thing? Is that a real thing that like helps? Is that in my opinion, I don't give a damn about spider tech if it helps you like spin rotation or whatever because it's like a wide receiver wearing gloves in the nfl in my opinion i mean i don't know what the difference is i don't know what major league baseball is making a big fuss about it uh, what's your opinion and take on that um first off i mean spider tech actually it does increase spin rate it makes fastballs spin faster and makes them, okay. makes it look like the illusion that they're rising um it makes sliders and curveballs spin harder and make them have a much bigger spin rate and much more depth on their break. Um, I think that, I mean, I'd be lying if I told you I've never used it. Um, I mean, I I think every pitcher that has thrown in a competitive baseball game past college has tried something to improve their grip. Right. Um, Especially with the ways that balls are – the balls that they give you are rubbed up or not rubbed up um, because they're slick. Um, and especially with the new balls that the major league baseball has and minor league baseball, um, they're harder. Um, laces are smaller. So getting a solid grip on that ball is actually pretty difficult to begin with. Um, but um, I think that 
there there's a story i think i think it was tyler glass now for the uh rays he came out with a full video saying that the grip for the uh, the extra grip on the baseball that he uses that is now illegal actually helps with arm health said that the looser or the better grip that he has he feels more comfortable with how his arm feels and he doesn't have to use a lot of his forearm muscles which lead to the elbow injuries um and he says without that he says he thinks that he's gonna get injured and then you look back and he got injured a week after he released that video right after they uh right after they made that thing that made they they made it clear about the no foreign substance so there's a couple different ways to look at it for sure um i mean when i was in the tigers organization we had every single ball bucket pitcher's ball bucket we had a rosin bag and Mm -hmm. bullfrog sunscreen um i don't know if you know what that combination makes but yeah that's all i'll say but um everybody does it and i think that the health of the players should be obviously at the front of all this but if there's no science behind it i mean it's really hard to to keep that in the game so this seems like almost yeah. it's like I mean, think, it's it's yeah. against the pitchers. Major League Baseball is almost against pitchers because they want the numbers, they want the hits, they want the home runs, the scores, they want the fans to be engaged because sometimes, you know, not everyone likes that defensive play. Like defense wins championships in football. So if we want to relate it to the football aspect for those listeners out there that watch the NFL, no one likes a low scoring game, defensive stops every time. Um, same thing with baseball, strikeouts every time, even though the perfect games are great. And, you know, they happen far few in between, I believe, um, which would be up to my next question is like how close you've come to a perfect game and if any at all. Um, I did. I haven't thrown a perfect game. No, I did. I come, came close in high school. Um, actually, funny story about that. We were playing uh, Elmwood um, and no, it was Rossford. And that was one of the games where there was, I think there was 18, 16 to 18 uh, pro scouts in the stands. And this was at home. And I had a perfect game through six and two thirds. So I had to get one more out. And I had a ground ball back at me, right back, right back to me, nice and easy. Went to go throw, and the ball slipped out of my hand, right behind me. Oh, so, error. Make it up. So I had an error on me. Mm. So no hitters still. That sucks, dude. And because uh, you can't blame anybody, you're like, well, I know I did it. And I was like, yep, that was on me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then the next batter hit a nice little dribbler to the third baseman, um, and he b- tried to go barehanded on the ground, completely missed it. So technically, by rule, if you don't make contact with the ball, then it's a hit. So perfect game and no hitter gone, and with one out to go. Oh, with but, all that no, work. It was, fun. It, was, it, was, it was still a fun game. And right. The worst part about it was there was 18 pro dudes right behind staring at me. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It all ended up working That's out. That's tough. I know. It was fun. Um, while, we're, while we touched on, on the pros for a minute, I do want to ask, man, because we're, we're, we're seeing something that I, at least I've just never seen before ever uh, with uh, Shohei Otani, man. He's doing some crazy things, that, incredible things, really. That even somebody that, you know, even if you don't watch baseball at all, you, you definitely have at least heard the last name 
And you've probably seen an article or a video or something because this dude is just doing tremendous stuff right now. Where he um, he's dominating um, not only as a pitcher but as a hitter, and you just you don't see that, you don't yeah, at all. And I was wondering, I mean, playing both ways like that—that's such a grueling like schedule. Um, like, is, do you think that's something that he can sustain for years on end, or is this going to kind of just be like a one-year wonder type deal? Um, I mean, there's I mean there's a lot of different things that kind of go into that. Um. I think his pitching can for sure be sustainable. Um, I think that he can do that for a very long time. I mean, just with the way that he pitches, it's very efficient with the way his body moves. So it's like he could do that for a very long time. Um, Hitting is a different story. I mean, obviously, um, I mean, you don't have to be a huge baseball fan to know. I mean, if you can't hit, you can't play. Um, And especially with him who doesn't play a position in the field, so it's not it's not a defensive reason why he's in the big leagues hitting in the big leagues. Um, I mean, I think hitting is going to be the toughest part for him to keep up. But I mean, he, hell, he's done it for quarters of a season so far. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if it's something that he can keep doing for ten years. But um, I definitely think that he could do this for at least a couple more years down the road for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean he's he's a good player and he's one of a kind. Might be, yeah, I mean one of the best he's, two he's guys. Undoubtedly, ever. the best player in baseball right now. I think. I think so. As far yes. as I know, I mean, I I don't even want to act like I know what the hell I'm talking about, but I know. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's got 40 home runs and 120 strikeouts, like that's just mind blowing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, there's a stat. There's a stat that said uh, the last person to hit and pitch in a. Um, all-star game was Babe Ruth. What? Yeah. What? And that's like, Isn't and that's that nearing, that's got to be getting close to 100 years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's Babe, insane. Ruth, yeah. Babe Ruth is still one of the best players of all time. Right. Yeah, man. It's, and then you got cool. Shohei cool doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Them guys um, in Japan, they really, they, um, they take they it next level, baseball, man. They love baseball, man. They love yeah. it. Absolutely. But, um, I'm interested in knowing kind of cause I, I the the baseball draft itself is it's how many rounds is it like forty or something crazy or thirty forty used to be forty now it's twenty damn okay so like That's is it I mean were you just kind of chilling out during that weekend and then you got a phone call or did you kind of know ahead of time what was going on or how's it because I'm assuming it's probably different than like a basketball or a football draft where you're kind of sitting there and then you'll get a phone call from GM or something. How how's that work uh for MLB? Um so the first uh so the first time when it happened when I was in high school, we were just kind of hanging out doing nothing. Uh, didn't really expect much just because I knew that I had a another opportunity to go to University of Michigan and play. Um but that was just a phone call and um still one of the coolest days ever just because I was in a little innocent 18 year old dude. And then the Texas Rangers just called me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, geez, we're like two years ago. I didn't even, I didn't even know if I was gonna play college baseball, you know? And, um, there's just a, a crazy timeline, but yeah, when I was a senior at Michigan, I got drafted again. Um, that was definitely the, one of the more exciting days uh, that I've had 
me and my dad went out and we played 18 holes before um, he came up to Ann Arbor to hang out with me. And um, honestly, uh, as a senior, it was kind of one of my last ditch efforts to go play professional baseball. So we got done golfing and nothing has happened yet. Me and him sat in his truck in the parking lot of my apartment complex in dead silence until the end of the draft. And we were just, you can watch the draft on your phone and see each pick and the names that pop up. And I didn't really think, I thought that if I were to get picked, it was going to be like late 30 rounds, like 35, 36. Um, And I texted my head coach at Michigan. I was like, hey, I haven't heard anything from anybody. Um, Just wanted to let you know, I just want to play so bad. And I know I can play. And he said, give me one sec. And so don't know what he did. Don't know who he called. Called me back. Didn't text me back. Called me back. And he said, hey, pay attention to the next pick. Like, there's no way. There's no way. And I was like, all right, thank you. Bye. And I'm looking at it. And fortunately enough, I have an iPhone. My dad has an Android. And mine was faster, per usual. And my name oh. popped up on my phone. <laughs> my name popped up on my phone. And I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. Sorry, excuse me. And my dad was like, what? He said, there's no way. I said, I swear. And he was like, I don't believe it. And then he had to wait for his to pop up. And it was one of, and, uh, but that was one of the coolest experiences that me and my dad have shared together. Um, obviously... Uh, Bobby, I think, you know, I mean, this whole baseball journey has definitely been, um, something that me and my dad have been able to share, um, throughout my whole life. Um, and we've, we've done so many different things together. And I think all of that, um, all of the experiences and all of the, the shitty games, all of the good games growing up, all of that was kind of bottled up in this moment of what. I was working for and what my dad was hoping that I would get to achieve. And it was just complete breakdown in the truck. And it was a super cool experience. That's like, awesome. Was, man. I'll never forget awesome. that. That's really cool. Um, so you never like, t- you never got with your, your coach there and it was like, what, what the hell did you have some kind of connections with the tigers or something or you just never found out. So, huh? um, there's, one of the scouts used to be a used to play at Michigan, and he's just a nice little. He's just like an area scout for the Tigers. He used to play baseball at Michigan, um, but I don't know if he called him. I went into his office right after that, probably like an hour after. And I was like, I said, Coach Coach Package, I don't know what the hell you did, but thank you. And he said, Hey, anytime. He said, You need my help, I got you. And so that's the guy that I. <laughs> that's crazy, called, man. But I don't know. I still don't know to this day who he called. That's cool, man. That's really cool, and just yeah, that's like that's like a movie scene right there, man. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So let's call my um, guy real quick. Yeah, and then you watch this <laughs> and just have that moment with your dad. That's really cool, man. I love that. Um, just kind of get into like how the process it is, because like even before this whole minor league thing got all like twisted and whatnot, there was like a a, a couple different versions of like single A, and then you get into double A and all like so like where did you originally start and how far did you get into and so um so all the levels in minor league baseball including big leagues you have uh 
the Riev Rookie Ball League, which is uh, a lot of the young Latino players. That's where they go start out at because um, they get signed when they're 16, 17 years old. And uh, sorry about that. Yeah. And uh, then you have Short Season A, which is um, that's basically a professional season for college players that get drafted um, out of college. That season starts after the draft in June. So it goes from June until the first week in September. And so that'll be a lot of where a lot of the college guys go. And that's where I ended up finishing my first professional season in 2018. So you have rookie ball, short season A, and then you have full season A, which is a full season. Um, it's, I think it's actually 140 games instead of 162. And then you have a high A, you have double A, and then you have triple A. Um, that was back in 2019 was the last time that they had all those levels. And you have 25 guys at each one of those levels. Um, so there's just a lot of players in the organizations. And um, ever since COVID hit, it made a huge difference in what minor, what the minor leagues look like. And um, it just kind of threw everybody for a loop. But um, I think – so what they did in uh, during COVID – they got rid of short season A, and they got rid of technically rookie ball. So now there's a developmental league. There's low A, high A, double A, triple A. Um, and it is – they got – I think they what they did was they got rid of 42 total minor league teams, um, which you multiply that by 25 guys on a team – you're getting rid of a lot of players, yeah. a lot of baseball players. Yeah. And that's just how it worked. Um, I mean, and unfortunately, I got caught in the crossfire of that. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – this is how it goes. and it's just. But I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to still be playing, and um, I'm just grateful that I can still play baseball. That's for sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> Plus, you're still, you're still young as shit, so, I mean – Look at, I mean, we brought him up earlier, Chris Bassett. I mean, he's he's uh, my age, 32, so, and he's just now getting, you know, the ball rolling. So that's probably, what, seven, eight years from where you're at right now. So I definitely uh, think you got plenty of time to, to make some noise and, and whatnot. But that's kind of what I thought, man. I, I, I'd seen some people talking last year when the pandemic first hit and kind of how it affected, like, minor league baseball and how, like, there's no longer the, all those different leagues and how there's, like, like basically like a million teams into into one kind of you know um, level and whatnot. So it was just it was like so confusing how it all worked, and um, that was one thing I kind of wanted to get into. But um, let's kind of touch on like where you're at now and like what this Idaho team. What are like what are they considered? Are, are they affiliated whatsoever with with any teams or? Uh, so no, they're not. Okay. Um, this is technically independent baseball, um, okay. so not affiliated with any major league club. Um, but what they are is they're called, um, I believe it's called MOB owned or operated or affiliated. Um, so basically MLB funds this league and two other leagues, two other independent baseball leagues. Um, just because, I mean, they're, they're, 
obviously your baseball is always looking for new players. There's always going to be injuries. There's always going to be people that uh, get released. Um, something crazy happens. They're always looking for players and they're looking for players in these MLB operated independent ball leagues. Um, so that's what this is. Um, and it's, uh, you're playing with a lot of guys from all over the country that have the same dream and drive as you. Um, they have the same goal. And that's one of the coolest things about it is because I came in here. Um, there's a stigma around independent baseball, uh, just going way back about it being grimy and nobody cares. They just want to go play. And um, luckily here with – I think with the changes that baseball is making, everybody wants to go play professional baseball. And this this here in uh, Boise, for the Boise Hawks, um, everybody's here to do one thing, and that's just to go play, go move on to the next level and get signed. Like, nobody's here to have fun, which obviously we're here to have fun, but nobody's here just to <laughs> say, screw it, I'm just here to play. You know, I really yeah. don't care what happens after this. Um, but it's it's a really cool thing when you show up to the field every day and everybody wants to do the same damn thing as you. That's a really awesome feeling. Does that make it like ultra competitive, like next level? I mean, everybody's trying to move on, so like everybody like extra. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> there's definitely a fine line of um, rooting for your you rooting for your team and rooting for your teammate to do well, and then you're like, damn, I got to be better than that guy, you know? Um, yeah. But that's that's the one of the interesting parts about it is like you learn when you start playing baseball, the more that you root against your teammates, the worse that you're going to perform. And that's the one thing you got to like, just realize is just give as much love and praise and root everybody on as much as you can, because at the end of the day, it's all about what you do. You can't control what they do. Uh, can't control what the scouts, who the scouts sign or who they're looking at or whatnot. I mean, all you, you can do is just focus on you and be the best version of you as possible and just go out there and compete and give it your all. The pieces fall where they may. That's right. I was going to say, being a pitcher, because recent history has been broken here. Maybe not broken because it's already been broken. He just joins a club, and that is Miguel Cabrera, who hit his 500th home run. Um, Being a pitcher, is that a bittersweet feeling, or are you still kind of like, God damn it? You saying giving up the 500th home run? Yeah, being the being the pitcher who gave up the 500th. Yeah. We had a conversation in our locker room watching when he had 499, and there were a couple of guys saying that you know what, I'm just going to throw him a cookie. I'm going to go down and history. <laughs> there books. you go. That's you not know? a bad idea. I'm going to be the pitcher that gave up maybe he's got 500th home run. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think everybody. I mean, when you get to the big league level, nobody wants to be. Uh, nobody's going to do that. Um, everybody right. still wants to get everybody out and especially Miggy because he has a bigger target on his back. Um, but no, I mean, that's, um, it's definitely cool to see from him. <laughs> if I were the pitcher, it was, it was definitely, it would definitely be cool to see that for him to do that, but still be a little, uh, it'll ruffle my feathers a little bit for sure. Right. Yeah. A little bittersweet. I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, you'd definitely be on TV that evening. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'll be showing us to the center history for all the history. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Ten years ago today, five hundred, you know, and then yeah, man. there you are again. <laughs> Damn it. 
gives it up. <laughs> oh well. Now, uh, in this independent league, are you are you still just strictly um, working on pitching and stuff? Are they having you do any kind of secondary positions, or you, they just got you focused on on pitching? Uh, it's just pitching for now. Uh, we have uh, one guy that does both, just because he's he's really good in both of them, and they don't really he doesn't really know what uh, major league teams will want to sign him as. But um, yeah, I mean, I think in other leagues you see pitchers come in and they start hitting and they want to do this, they want to do that. But this league is pretty serious. Our coaches are really serious, um, and I mean, obviously it's a serious situation. But I mean, we're just trying to do the best that we can just to get the hell out of here. I mean, we love being here. We love playing baseball. Um, but obviously, we want to have bigger fish to fry. So uh, we're just trying to get the hell out and get signed and go continue on chasing our dream. Do they have um, like scouts and stuff out there regularly, or is it kind of more so at, at a certain time of year? Yeah, there are, there's some scouts out here. Um, um, it's not every game. The travel is kind of brutal out here. Um, our shortest trip is four hours. Our longest one is, hell, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez, man. And so, I mean, it, it, it kind of has to be perfect timing for a scout to come see you, um, especially if he's in an area. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's – I'd say there's probably out at every series that we've had this year. Um we, we, we've been playing six game series. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, we get to play baseball and right. we get to get paid to play baseball. So beautiful thing. The ultimate win. Are there, are there like, um, is there like a championship that gets played for? Is there yeah, playoff so, stuff too? Yep. Yeah. So our last regular season game, September 10th. Um, and then playoffs start after that. Make it to the championship. I think is uh, September sixteenth or seventeenth. So all right, yeah, we're, uh, we we're making a push for it right now. So how uh, how you been doing this season so far? Um, doing pretty good. I feel good about it. Numbers, my numbers don't show it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I definitely have had a couple bad starts here or there. Uh, but overall, I mean, uh, after I got. So I got injured in 2019, my last year with the Tigers. I, uh, I tore my lap. Um, and so I was out basically the whole year, came back in August and threw in a few games. And so this year is technically my first full year since 2018. Um, and so when I look at it like that, I'm like, I'm pretty pleased with this. Um, I, I feel good. My arm feels good. Body feels great. Um, but, you know, I mean, and this is how baseball goes. You have a couple starts where you do really shitty. It kind of ruins your numbers for the whole year. Um, and so well, that's kind of the position where I'm in. And, and honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not really too worried about that. Um, I'm still going out there competing, and um, I feel good with how, I, with how I'm competing, with how my pitches are looking, and how I'm getting, how I'm getting betters out. So not too concerned with where they're at right now, but – Having a blast, I can tell you that. It's a, What's it's up, man? A fun time. So I got a couple of uh, I don't know outsider questions. I'll ask one of them being I'd ask to um, if you don't mind me asking, what what is your fastball at right now, and what's your favorite pitch to throw overall? 
And then kind of like I've always wondered because I'll see like in, in movies or even sometimes in the locker room, you'll see like after the game, guys in an ice bath or got the shoulder wrapped up or putting cream on. Like what's kind of your post-game, um, I guess, rehab or whatever you want to call it? Uh, so my fastball is about 91, 93, hitting 94. Um, favorite pitch to throw for sure is my changeup. Uh, love my changeup. Um, I still think that that's one of the biggest reasons why I did get drafted in the first place. Um, so live and die by that thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think so post game actually just through just pitched last night. Um, and after the game I went in and we do, we have this, uh, Oh gosh, I'm going to say it, but I don't know what the acronym means. It's called BFR. Um, it's like this pressurized, like air pressure thing you put around your arm to kind of sing, like singula, uh, single out your arm and down here to kind of get all the blood flow to it. Um, just do a bunch of shoulder exercises with that. Um, forearm exercises, scap exercises, um, just to kind of get everything moving again. Um, just kind of keep it going and trying to get every all the bad shit out of there from tearing my body down for seven innings. The BFR but, is that something similar to like what uh, you'd see like athletes that run a lot put on their legs? What's that? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying like that thing that you said you strapped around your arm to kind of like gets blood flow to your arm. I see a lot of athletes like especially in football or uh, track where they put those big wraps. You see LeBron James on his story sometimes put wraps around his legs and it like basically balloons up like air compression. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, the, just one of the things just kind of more of a recovery thing to kind of, um, keep everything loose and get more blood flow to the area that you've kind of been tearing down for a long time. So yeah, I think a lot of athletes use it. Actually, I think it's a pretty cool, and pretty uh, effective way to keep it going. Wish they had it when I was playing um, sports. I got some some. Well, I mean, it'll kind of still be baseball related, but then we we'll got we got some stuff um, outside of that too. Some um, some questions like, have you ever been any kind of uh, bench clearing brawl? You see those sometimes, <laughs> or if, if you're against a guy, maybe you accidentally you know beamed in the back. He, point the bat at you or anything crazy like that or approach the mound um anything wild like that uh fortunately <laughs> no <laughs> um, <laughs> if i was in one of those things i would be running my ass away from it um there's some crazy people that we play with and play against um that i do not want to be underneath the dog pile that's for sure um but no i mean we haven't uh been in we haven't been able to or haven't been in one of those but I think that's lucky for us. Right for the better. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be people that get hurt and people that get suspended, and it's just a bad look, and can't afford that. I Especially with what I, we I want to I had to ask. Um, now, before the game, get the headphones on, you do any kind of pregame music, and then also, if you had your choice of, of uh, walkout music, what, what would you go with? So... In the locker room, I'm more of a – I'm going to play my music over the loudspeaker for everybody to hear. I like to have a good time and <laughs> keep everybody involved, and I like to sing and enjoy yeah. it. 
Um, I got a lot of old classic country, uh, Hank Jr., Willie, Waylon. Um, um, so I kind of have a lot of stuff like that, a lot of, a lot of country from the 90s. Um, but my walkout song this year is called Wild Ones by Kit Moore. It's a country song, um, just kind of trying to get the fans rowdy on a night game when they got a couple beers in their hand. And, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, that's, what, that's all I got. But, it's yeah, I like to have a good time. I'm more of a – I'm not a serious guy when I go out there and pitch. I just like to enjoy it and realize I'm playing a damn game for a living and just going out there and having fun. You enjoy it until the ump is given terrible calls. Have you had any situations where you just don't agree with their strike zone at all? Uh, every game. <laughs> every game. <laughs> Whatever one is not in your favor. Um, but, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you really can't do anything about it. I mean, even if you yell at the ump or you say something to him, he's just going to be worse. And that's just how it goes. Um, so... Really make a good pitch. He calls it a ball. Trying to throw the same exact pitch again and see if he wants to change his mind. Um, huh? I mean, you really can only control what you can do. So, oh, um, playing mind to... games. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> playing 4D chess out here. <laughs> no, but I mean, you can't really say anything to them because they are in charge of the game and they they can do whatever they wish to you. So, but yeah. All right. Um, like you said previously, you guys got a grueling schedule. A lot of games, man, 140. Um, so, obviously, you probably don't have a lot of free time when you guys aren't playing games. You're probably practicing or, you know, working on stuff. Um, but in the, in the very little free time that you do have, uh, you know, what is it that you like to do, uh, you know, out in Idaho or really just in general, um, you know, when you're not uh, on the clock at work? So, I am an avid golfer. Uh, I love golfing so much. That is a um, one thing where I can go out and compete and not only compete against other dudes, but compete with myself. And it's probably one of the closest things to uh, comparing it to pitching. And I think that's why I love it so much where you're going out there and you're just competing with yourself on hitting a good shot, comparing it to making a good pitch and striking a dude out or, like that but anytime i can go out in the sun for four hours and play golf and have a couple beverages i think that's i mean that's a perfect day for me for sure i like that um football is getting ready to start we know we know where you're uh where you lie in the college scene but uh who are you rooting for in nfl um i'm a browns fan Let's go. i haven't been a verbal browns fan for a while i don't blame um, you <laughs> but um no i mean that this year is probably one of the better chance years to for them to do something really cool um i like baker mayfield and i know some of you ohio state fans don't like him as much as i do but i love him to death um i love but, him uh, <laughs> um no but uh i'm also a uh, low-key Miami Dolphins fan um, uh-huh. because of uh, Michael Dieter, the dude from the kid from Genoa. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we actually got linked up last couple years. We've been working out together in the off season. Um, 
just kind of hanging out and doing our thing and trying to get prepared for our season. So What's your I, have workout be, consistent? I have to be a Dolphins fan. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just thinking no, out loud. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for like a pitcher, is there anything specifically for working out? Like, do you have to do like a thousand right arm curls, or like what's? The... <laughs> like, you got to do anything extra? Uh, it's it's honestly a very uh, I don't want to say basic, but you do a lot of like plyometrics, uh, a lot of explosive jumping. Um, you do a lot of uh, shoulder mobility. Um, just trying to get the shoulder moving as as uh, loosely as possible, and um, and honestly, it's a total body flexibility, mobility thing like that. Because they say the more mo- the more mobile you are, the more efficient you can move your body. And the I mean, if you think about it, the more muscular you are, and the more muscles you have, and the bigger they are, the less efficient your body will move. So, but sense. I don't really know. It's all. I just there's, do the there's, there's, there's a couple. There's a couple of different uh, methods that people take out there. Because obviously you see it. I mean, in the big leagues, you have guys that are jacked. Um, you have yeah. guys that are bad bodies and throw a hundred. You know, um, <laughs> it's so weird, man. <laughs> baseball is no a sport. <laughs> I just imagine a lot of elastic bands. Yep. That makes sense. That makes yeah. I mean. Um, food. We got to we got to definitely touch on food. We got you, um, especially with you kind of traveling around. Even maybe before you uh, got yourself out in Idaho, maybe some uh, if you can remember some of your favorites food joints. Maybe that you got to stop out while you were uh, on the road, or even back here uh, in the Midwest, man. Um, if you can remember anything like that. Oh man, um, there's a place down in Lakeland, Florida. Um, so anywhere I go, I like to try out their pizza. I'm a huge pizza fan. Um, so there's a place in Florida, I believe it's called in Lakeland, Florida. Excuse me. I think it's called palace pizza, the hole in the wall, right in downtown Lakeland. And it is some of the best food, pizza and food that I've had in a long time. That's a, that's a really cool, uh, really cool spot. Right in the heart of downtown. What's the rating? But, um, yeah, give us the a pizza Portland, or everything man. in general? The pizza, of course. The pizza, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give it a 7-9. Okay. I can't yeah, give it anything higher than that. But, I mean, the one place that I base everything off of, and you guys might call me crazy for this, is... Marco's Pizza on in Northwood on Woodville Road. Okay. That that is some of the best pizza that I've ever had in my life, and that is not me being biased. Because you go to the Marco's in Genoa on Woodville Road, and that place sucks. And yeah, so I mean, I think I, I understand that is it. Some of the best food that I, some of the best pizza I've had is at Marco's. Pizza <laughs> in it's definitely the best, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best chain. Chain pizza um, around oh, here, yeah. without a doubt. There's no, for sure. there's no beating that. My buddy got um, fired for that one. <laughs> you said rapid fire pizza. Not too rapid bad. fire pizza's great. I just, I just moved in Genoa, so I, I've hit up the, the Marcos a few times, and um, they had one. They had one time where they just completely forgot to cut my freaking um, cheesy bread. <laughs> it just wasn't sliced or cut <laughs> up. Big so that was weird. So I was just tearing it off, yeah, like a animal. Oh. But um, other than that, man, they they do all right. But I can dig that. I can dig that. Actually, I'm glad that you uh, 
we asked for a rating because I'm gonna have to do a little. I got a food review that I, I gotta I gotta sneak in, man. I have to. I just had it two days ago. So I was watching. Uh, I was scrolling on TikTok not too long ago, and some guy. He um, I don't know if he just goes to Mich- Michigan places or what, but he was all about this place called Eureka. Eureka Eatery in Monroe, Michigan, and it's like connected to like a gas station. And he went and he's like, "This is one of the best chicken sandwich ever." It's like a Nashville hot chicken sandwich with like the it came with pickles, some kind of mayo, like this Nashville hot seasoning and sauce, and then coleslaw. Uh, he was like raved about it, and I knew I was going to be around there on Thursday. And of course, um, we stopped in there. And it lived up to the hype, dude. It was it, it was probably the best chicken sandwich I ever had in my life. I gave it an eight point eight out of ten. Um, you had your choice of sauces all the way from I don't know what country is, then mild, your medium, hot, and then you know your what crazy was country ass. gravy. Oh, that'd be over the top, but I'd try it. But I went with hot, and it was um, <laughs> it was tremendous, dude. And I got the truffle fries; those were really good too. And, um. I'm glad that I decided to to give that place a run, man, because it was well worth it. But yeah, um, TikTok, man, it used to be all these little fucking teeny dances and bullshit. But I don't know. At least on my for you page, like my my main spot, man. I'm I'm always Bro, doing these, wild. Like, food videos and and stuff that actually has like some some substance. So you're getting food videos. Um, I'm getting guys in prison. Because you're because they like, go you know off I mean? the stuff you like. You got guys with grills. I got a guy. Heating up a metal bookshelf, frying. I got guys with grills. You got guys with grills, just two different kinds. But <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Um. If you're ever out that way, Monroe is only about I don't know 30, 40 minutes from where we're at in the Toledo area. You definitely got to stop in. Um. You wouldn't believe a place connected to a gas station would would offer up some some solid food like that. But there's a Fazoli's connected to a gas but, station up there too. You guys love that place. You know. Where we fell in love. Your wife does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had, to, I had to fit that in there. I almost forgot to, to mention that. So I wanted to fit that in real quick. Um, I'm sure you're, you're probably too busy to, to really be too much of a gamer. I know kind of back in the day, a little bit of a different story. But uh, do you ever touch the, the sticks anymore, man? Yeah, we have a few guys that uh, bring their consoles on the road. Um, actually, my roommate brought his. We've been hammering the show and uh, PGA Tour. Um more of, I'm more of a sports gamer, um, yeah. not a Call of Duty gamer. I mean, I have played it. I'm ass. So I don't play it anymore. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> but we play it. We're not good at all. Yeah. yeah. We try, <laughs> no, we try but, to uh, say we are. Definitely fun. I mean, it's a good way to kill time when you're yeah. out here. And I mean, we don't have to get on the bus here to go to the field till well, it's only 11.20 here. We got four hours till we have to get on the bus. Yeah. Oh. I love the show, man. Like the road to the show, a little career mode like that. I pretty much do that every year. I make myself a, a left-handed pitcher, and uh, <laughs> it's fun, man. I love because you really got to got to grind it out in there too. So yeah, uh, it's always fun to play. But uh, unless you guys got anything else, I got I got the one last question. But now would be the time to throw anything else. If you guys got anything on your mind, yeah, I'm I'm all set, man. I had a couple of topics. I don't want to take too much of Jace's time. Uh, but this was not like baseball related or anything like that. It was just around a mill type deal stuff. But we'll get it next week. No worries. Okay. I got Joe, one. you all set? Yeah. Uh, I want to know if you guys had entrance music playing baseball. What are you picking? Um, um, 
Uh, you guys did. Yeah, I mean, you, you. I mean, would you change yours? I mean, if you could, like, Probably if you could not. have whatever I mean, you wanted, including uh, explicit songs. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might go. change it. Then I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say, though, for sure. Mine's okay. got to be. It's got to be wrestling related. Some some sort of theme song. You can do that. Whether it's like Stone Cold or it'd be one of the, along those lines, something like that. Um, that'd be great, and I'd be going nuts. I I've been watching. <laughs> boy, be coming. Out I watched a crazy. movie I haven't seen in a long time. Well, movie review. Remember Hustle and Flow? That Whoop That Trick song. Yeah, I think I'm coming out to that one. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get canceled, but it'd be a good oh, one game one game career for you, man. All right. Um, I would or probably go to the mound, and then they'll be like, "All right, we'll see you later, man." But you get to live that. They're gonna have a clipboard with papers releasing me already. Yeah. Fuck. Something about the beginning, it? the beginning of uh, "Welcome to the Jungle." Little, oh, the little yeah. guitar, the guitar in the beginning. Yeah. Fun fact. I'll get the people going, baby. Goosebumps. I'll be going to our wedding reception tent. I do remember that now that you mention it. Oh yeah. Um, Dylan. I mean, I guess I I kind of forgot about the mill. If you wanted to pump out, I guess one or two. Um. So or one or whatever. Especially if they're for the. Are there is anything for this week, or is it stuff that can get talked about next week? Usually, your stuff's kind of more of a time. Sensitive. Yeah, I try. Yeah, I try to do it within the week's time frame here. Uh, let me look at the. You notes any big here. ones? I mean, you bump one out, and we can see. Just drop yeah, you know right what? Now. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Woo! What can not do with you, man? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is another week's edition of Around the Mill with Dill. This week we have a interesting topic with, uh, you know, you remember the the album with uh, Nirvana, the Nevermind album with the baby, floating baby in the pool. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy, his name was Spencer Elvin, and he was four months old when that photo was taken. Now he's thirty years old, and he's wanting to sue for taking nudity photo of a child. Uh, which That's I'm real calling little dick energy right there. That's some bullshit fucko type stuff because I'm pretty sure the same person also recreated the photo multiple times for the anniversary of that album. And all of a sudden now he is just traumatized and scarred all of a sudden. I mean, AKA he's broke. (laughs) That's what it's, that's what it comes across as. It's a bad look, especially when you are known for making anniversary photos and recapturing the moment and kind of like, you know, feeding off of that album itself. So I just uh, I just wanted to call him a little bit of a, a little fucko of the week, if that's okay. What a bitch. Yo, fucko. Hey, fucko. Hey, fucko. Hey, fucko. What's going on? Joey, can ride here. He can split it with Kanye, too, because Kanye is getting definitely getting fucko of the week as well for for the weird shit he's doing. Dude's like 45 years old, and he's like Trying to beef mad him. at Drake, so he put his address out on Instagram. He, he doxed him on Instagram. Didn't Drake nuts? just laugh? Didn't he just laugh in his car? Yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm dealing... <laughs> Grow up. How old is this guy? Yeah, he's had like 40 listening events. He hasn't even dropped his album. It's like, all right, man. Yeah, he's definitely easily vocal of the week there. So get it yeah, together, Kanye. You're too old to be doing shit like that. Yeah. A couple other things. That's dangerous, just... too, man. He's got like 20 million followers and stuff. What are you doing? That is. That is. But I mean, like, I mean, 
I would say at least 90% of his followers are not going to go to do bad things to his house. If anything, it's going to bombard him with, hey, sign this for me. Which, see, I mean, that's yeah, it's just still annoying. bad, really. Yeah, it's, it's pretty really bad. Not, but, but he can Drake's go to one of his other 20 houses that he has. flight security, so he can just be all right, but still. That's just one address of probably 20 he has, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. But, in other news, Poland represent, woot woot, let's go out there, big trust. Poland has created a flower-scented asphalt to improve working conditions for construction workers. Isn't that interesting? You know, when you drive by construction, it smells like asphalt and just like that burning, that melting. I mean, you guys know what asphalt fucking smells like. I'm wondering no, if this... what does it smell like? It smells like asphalt. But I'm saying, like, it's going to improve working conditions because I guess it's going to smell like Febreze. You know, Febreze floor. See, I, I bet that they would prefer to keep the asphalt smell if it didn't raise the temperature of whatever it is outside by 40 yeah. degrees. That you ever is, stepped on asphalt <laughs> like summer, dude? It's like 8,000 degrees. Yeah. I got tender feet, man. But I, I, got a, I got something to go along with those, the Polish people. I've got an additive that would make it glow in the dark. Charges up all day. Now your road can glow in the dark. What's that stuff? What's like the glow stick juice? Can we put that in there? That'd Mix be nice. it together. Just put it on the on the, Pen, on the pending lines. assholes. Don't take my idea. The lines on the road maybe can glow in the dark. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But I wonder if it, when it rains because you can smell asphalt when it rains. You know, is it gonna smell like flowers? You probably get that now? from Chernobyl. So <laughs> just be careful with it. And around out the round the mill with the deal, two new things are gonna be coming to your store shelves. We want to round it off with flaming hot Mountain Dew. It's going to be exclusively at the Dew Store for a limited time starting August 31st. Flaming Hot Cheetos is inspired by this flavor of Mountain Dew. Not sure how that's going to go. If you have a Mountain Dew store next to you, uh, check it out and let us know at Talking Shot Pod on all platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Be sure to give us some love. We are gaining following uh, or followership on Twitter. We're trying to get to 200 still, so be sure to retweet. Uh, like it all does the algorithm of social media and gets in other people's streams. So, uh, with that being said, Joe, you mentioned that talking shop for a new product in Taco Bell. That's going to be the crispy chicken sandwich taco from Taco Bell starting September second, yeah. and they're going to have a spicy version of this as well as I saw uh, maybe some kind of spicy nacho cheese I saw some sprinkle of jalapeno on there um, but is it a is it a sandwich is it a taco the spicy chicken sandwich taco at Taco Bell September 2nd wild internet's wild and that's it for round of mill with dill bang all right now that we got that knocked out of the way just I got one final question we'll get you out of here uh, sorry we kind of probably went a little bit longer than intended there so it looks like you're kind of moving around the building but um knowing what you know today what is one thing you would tell your 18 year old self uh, i think the biggest thing i'd say is um there's going to be a lot of people to try and tell you how to do your job and live your life and do the things that you want to do um i think the biggest thing is just trust your gut um, if you kind of give all your energy and listen to everybody that has something to say, um, that's going to drive you crazy and um, kind of leave you with even more doubt than what you had before. And so I think the biggest thing is, is just trust your gut. You know, you know what the best thing is for you and uh, just go get it. Don't, don't let anybody else influence what you're doing and influence your decisions. If you want it, go do it. Respect that, man. Big time. Big time. Uh, now, before we get out of here, 
um plug them socials and then hey you never know man we might have some some fucking baseball scouts listening right now man you might as well put it out there tell them why they need to look for you why they need to bring you on the squad all that good stuff man plug it all uh just gonna i mean instagram and twitter and everything is the same it's just at jay spencena um i'm just i'm just here i love, love to have fun and i enjoy playing the game of baseball love being around my teammates um and i think going out there and competing every day i think that's something that i live for um and, and i know i could do it for a long time and well, I appreciate I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I really do. So thank, thank you, you thank you for coming yeah, on. Thanks thank for, for giving us you know, a bunch of time. I know you're a busy man. Um, let's wrap it up though, man. Go Bucks, of course. You know what it is. And uh, yeah, I wish you the best of luck, man. We're gonna definitely be following you, and, and hopefully uh, we'll be seeing you on the, on the in the big leagues in the future, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys, Dylan. Yeah, man. You know what time it is. Yes, sir. Wrapping up here for 122 of TSP. Get ready and strap on the rocket, Jace, because the TSP rocket is now firmly on your back. Get ready. We've seen it in the past happen with multiple different people that's been guests on TSP. Thank you all for joining. From Joe, Bobby, Jace, and myself. Have a wonderful week, friends, and we will see you next Monday.